And I didn't know until I started doing some research that you're a, a Rhodes Scholar. <laughs> yeah, they require that of all Air America radio hosts. <laughs> well, hey, no, no, that's that's required of uh, Dave in the morning. Come on. <laughs> If you want to wear the inflatable calculator suit and give away the three doors down tickets, you've got to have a Oh, oh my God. Okay. All right. Good. Welcome to the National Defense. The National Defense is dedicated to the men and women who serve our country in active duty, our veterans, and their families. We're here for you. God bless you. We love you. On each episode, we look for people and stories with some connection to these heroes. Rachel Maddow is a TV news program host and political commentator. Maddow hosts The Rachel Maddow Show, a nightly television show on MSNBC, and serves as the cable network's special event co-anchor alongside Brian Williams. We are honored to have Rachel Maddow right here on The National Defense. You know her from her nightly show on MSNBC and, of course, her work on the Dave in the Morning radio show. Rachel? Randy, it's great to hear from you. Thank you so much for doing this. Dave in the Morning. Tell me about you have to, Tell me you about Dave in the morning. For that. Yeah. Dave in the morning. Oh god. So this is my first ever job in broadcasting. <laughs> I was the news girl. I think that was literally my title, news girl. Right, right. Like that's that's a crime now to call somebody that. <laughs> um, but I was the I was the goofy sidekick who did all the stunts and like gave out concert tickets by standing in the median at the at the mall parking exit. I cannot believe I, I mean I'm having such trouble picturing you doing that and then every time that you go out somewhere you hear dave in the morning and then you, you <laughs> give out the t-shirts and the, the concert tickets because i was a i was a morning guy for uh for about 25 years so yeah you're right news girl was the title and, and <laughs> what if a boy ever wanted the job or a grown-ass woman <laughs> i mean <laughs> exactly or you, you know, well, now that was also another title, though. That uh, it, was, it was Randy Miller in the morning and my grown ass woman, and she would come in <laughs> and she would do the thing. Um, but now this is fascinating to me. So, so that's your first job, and then you you eventually got to Air America, where you kind of, mm-hmm. I'm sure, kind of uh, developed your your style and, and that kind of a thing, and. Air America has always fascinated me, Rachel, because I don't know why it didn't work. Why Why did that never really go anywhere? It's a great question. And there, I'm, I keep expecting somebody to write like a Ph.D. dissertation on it. Right, something that right. explains it in, in, more, in te- more intensely academic terms. I mean, it's totally possible that it failed because we all sucked. No, but that's not but, true. That's not true. You, you even go back and you listen to some of the Al Franken stuff and and, and all of this. And 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 uh, it was a great point of view and a totally unique point of view. So why wasn't that accepted? Yeah, I mean, I, structurally, there is an argument to be made that the American radio listening public is sort of wired for what they expect when they turn on AM radio. They expect yeah, a good point. You know, religious services or sports or something in a foreign language or right-wing talk radio. And trying to do a left-wing talk radio, um, trying to put that in that same real estate, there just wasn't, there weren't enough people who were going to stumble across it who were going to like it, I think is basically the diagnosis that was in the AM radio industry when we went down. But I don't know. It was so, there were so many cross currents at the time. You know, we, right. right when we started, George W. Bush got reelected. We went on the air right before the election in 2004. Um, you know, it was a really tumultuous time, lots of big protests all over the country. Right wing talk radio and left wing talk radio were both really, really, really partisan. Um, 
and uh, involved, you know, there's a, it's, I, I, it's, it's hard to say. If anybody ever wanted to try it again, I would li- I'd be first in line for a show. Well, it, it was so much fun. you know, it, and it has been discussed in radio terms, at least uh, on a network level, with some people that, that I've talked to and, and that are interested in that kind of thing. But the other thought is that it would take billions to get it done. It would, it would yeah. you know, literally take uh, all the money in the world to, to, to make it succeed. And there are a lot of people, with your point of view, certainly, that uh, would jump on board to do something like that. So, so, you know, I, I guess we'll see. But, uh, you know, from what you do on TV, I think you've, uh, man, what, an, what a great accomplishment your show is. And what a, uh, what a smart show. I mean, I just want to say that if you've, if you've never seen Rachel Maddow, uh, the TV show, uh, what a smart point of view. And I didn't know until I started doing some research that you're a, a Rhodes Scholar. <laughs> Yeah, they require that of all Air America radio hosts back in the day. That was <laughs> well, <laughs> no, no, that's that's required of uh, Dave in the morning. Come on. <laughs> Yes. If you want to wear the inflatable calculator suit and give away the three doors down tickets, you've got to have a oh, oh my god! Okay, all right, good. Well, let me give you one then. Okay, so so we we had a bunch of those kind of stunt people on my show. And it was a it was a pretty outrageous show, and we did a stunt one day, just kind of a social experiment. That's the way I would always uh, encapsulate everything to get myself off the hook. And so <laughs> we we had a uh, my 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 stunt guy Dave and his buddy Edgar who didn't really work for the station, and uh, we dressed them up in orange jumpsuits one morning at six thirty, and they were handcuffed together. And then the only thing they had to do. They, they went to people's doors uh, unannounced and knocked on the door and very politely asked, may we borrow a hacksaw? And <laughs> that, uh, that that was pretty much when I exited from uh, from morning radio. But um, did did that end well? Did anybody decide that they were going to do a citizen's arrest or like uh, a Second Amendment display? Or was that? so about a half an hour after that started, I get a call from my stunt guy Dave, and he says, uh, "Randy, uh, I am face down on State Line Road in Kansas City, Missouri." And if you can tell the the guy here with the Kansas City police who has a rifle trained to the back of my head that this was a stunt, I would greatly appreciate it. Oh, God. And then you get a call from the station manager. You know, I think we're going in a different direction. (laughs) Oh, oh, that's the name of my book is uh, going in a different direction. Yeah, if you've been in radio for any time, you know that's the case. We're talking to uh, Rachel Maddow here on the National Defense. Hey, so, you know, this program is dedicated to all the men and women who are on active duty and veterans and their families. And I know your dad uh, was an Air Force captain, right? Yeah, that's right. He was an Air Force captain um, during the Vietnam era, but he never deployed to Vietnam. He was a JAG. And so he was, um, his service was basically defending people who were getting kicked out for various reasons. Wow. Um, but he, uh, he and basically all his friends um, in college all enlisted together and all ended up serving in different ways. And um, he's very, very proud of his service. Yeah, it, it, we, we just talked to uh, Nora O'Donnell uh, here in the mm. program uh, last week and she's doing a, a whole series. I, was, I was just thinking about how how we could use your dad right now as a as a jag officer because with all of the sexual misconduct going on and the oh, sexual assault yeah. in the military and and nora of course doing a, a fantastic job of, of presenting something that nobody else wanted to talk about so mm-hmm. uh just just an incredible 
uh, amount of reporting that that she did, and 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 actually got a, a response from uh, the Secretary of the Army. So that's uh, that's wow. that's been big news lately. Yeah. Nora is so good. I worked with her when she was at NBC, and we all knew that she was going to be the boss of all of us. It's like, <laughs> you know, you know, you've got you've got a collegial relationship with somebody, and technically you're a peer, but you're like, actually, you're way better than me. <laughs> you're, you're, go- you're going places. Nora's one of those people that you know. As 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 a, as an, as much of an honor as it was to work alongside her, we all knew it wouldn't last. Well, and, and I told uh, I've told Nora this too. She's been on the show several times, and I I've, I've said you know you could easily beat up any of the other network anchors, and and she didn't agree with that, but she said she could certainly do more push ups than any of them, and, and <laughs> in, including Lester Holt. So uh, that hasn't been started yet. I'd but. Pay- I'd pay to see that. I mean, yeah, I mean oh, you yeah, know, no, that's a pay per view. That's absolutely a pay per view. <laughs> hey, Rachel, tell me about your podcast. This, this is that still going on with the Spiro Agnew? So we did a podcast called Bagman yeah. about Spiro Agnew, and it's a it's basically a mini series. It's seven episodes, and it's the arc of the Agnew story. And then, um, and you can still get that. It's got like ten million downloads. It's oh been wow! A really wow. popular thing. Um, and then we did the book Bagman that basically covered some of that same ground, but also advanced a bunch of the reporting. And a couple of things that the podcast didn't get into, but we were able to do for the book was that um, we sort of discovered that the Agnew scandal, when he got run out of the White House uh, in 1973, that actually was the basis for the Justice Department policy that a president can't be indicted. And of course, that's a very controversial thing and a very live issue now, but the origin of that is within the Agnew story. So we wanted to write about that. And then also, it turns out that Agnew became um, a real monster after he was out of the White House. In his sort of post-political retirement, he um, he had the Saudi royal family pay him to advance anti-Semitic ideas. In oh the my gosh! Oh yeah. wow! They he was a foreign agent like that. He was an international anti-Semite for hire which is a, a part of his history that nobody knew before. So that's part of why we wrote the book. How fascinating. It, you know, it, it seems to me too, Rachel, I don't, I don't know, uh, did we just have our head in the sand uh, 20 years, 30 years ago? Because it, it seems like now, uh, upon further examination, a lot of these, especially with political leaders or, or really anybody in power, when you break that down and you and you see all of these scars and different uh, elements of, of these people, I just wonder why why didn't we know that then? And I and I, I know a lot of it is the internet and and that kind of a thing, but or were people just generally not as interested? You know, it's it's interesting with with this Agnew story. Part of the reason I wanted to tell it is because I couldn't believe that something. This terrible and this corrupt happened, and we never talk about it. Right. And we've all forgotten about it. And I think in this case, I mean, A, it was a long time ago. It was, you know, 45, 50 years ago. But also, it was overshadowed by Nixon and right. Watergate, which right. we totally remember. And if something happens in really close proximity to something even bigger, you usually, you know, only remember the bigger thing, and it sort of casts a shadow over it. But I think, you know, the deeper point that you're making is is really true, and the real reason I want this story told and the, the reason I think it's worth remembering how bad Agnew was is because the real story there for the country is how good the law enforcement system was, how uncorrupted and, mm. um, and patriotic they were. And they were, you know, country above party and 
there were bad actors who tried to, you know, kibosh the prosecution and pressure the prosecutors and all this stuff. But the right people in leadership stood up and did the right thing and were independent and nonpartisan and just the facts and following the law. And that made it not as big a disaster as it might have otherwise been. And Mm. that story of heroism in public service is, is a really important story. We're talking to Rachel Maddow here on the National Defense. Rachel, how do you approach, what, what is your approach each night when you start planning the program? What do you, what do you look for? What, like, what is your thought process in terms of how you develop your monologue and the, the, the content of your show? Basically, it's fear of failure. <laughs> My <laughs> is make, make, make sure the check clears. I assume every day that I'm going to be fired. This is my last (laughs) chance to ever be on television or on the radio. This is it. This is do I? I want to be proud when I go to St. Peter at those gates. (laughs) The last thing I did, spell check it. It was fine. Um, I, I I joke about it, but that is kind of my mindset. I I never assume that. You know, this is the this is the first day of many more. I assume that this is you know what I have to answer for. And I mean, basically, the the process of producing my show every day is I just read all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have a great staff, and we have a really big collaborative process in terms of deciding you know what the most important thing is in the news that day, what we can add to the story. If there's new enterprise reporting that we can bring, or new analysis, or connecting some dots that other people haven't done. And then we you know report and and fact check and edit and uh and basically i spend i spend the whole the whole first half of the day reading and the whole second half of the day writing and it's uh it's a it's a bear um yeah but sure i sure. But I, lo- I love it well and, and don't you think and this is always what i, I think about uh with this show and, and and with the shows i've done before if if i weren't doing this on a public basis i'd be doing it on a private basis anyway i'd be collecting mm-hmm. you know i'd call people talk to a few friends and just basically bore them to death and I, and I I think that's kind of how that works, right? Yeah. I mean, when I take time off, I mean, my partner will tell you, and not in a happy way, it's not like I stop reading the news. Uh, the problem is, is that Put the book down. Exactly. Rachel, put the book down. Exactly. Unhand the New York Times. Um, but then, you know, whatever, whatever strikes me about the news that I think is important or relevant historical context, then she's stuck hearing it from me at the at the breakfast table right. instead of me telling it to a camera at nine o'clock on MSNBC, the poor woman. So, <laughs> so she, she can't thank you enough for doing the show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, it takes her off the hook from having to otherwise absorb all of my prattle right. <laughs> about the news and history and all this. Stuff. Ooh, exactly I, now right. that, that's what I want. That's a podcast. All of my prattle. Oh my gosh! That's a daytime that is every podcast. daytime soap opera. You, you're right. You're right. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh! And to, and to think that after you know at the end of this year, there's going to be 150 thousand guests booked on different podcasts, uh, you know, around the world. If you don't have a podcast, you're, you know, you, you need to uh, maybe get one because everybody else has one right now, right? Man, you know, and and there some of them the best podcasts are as good as anything that's ever been broadcast. You yes. know, like it is, um, it is, I'm a, you and I are both radio folks and you know that there is something magic about audio only, you know, it's a yeah. you know, theater of the mind and stories well told and <clears throat> the timber of the voice and the pacing and music beds and all, all that stuff that makes some stuff really evocative. Right. But just, there's a, a lot of podcasts out there that are, 
I mean, the vast majority of podcasts out there are just like dudes talking. And um, <laughs> I, it may, it's, I, I do sometimes wonder if there are more podcasts than podcast listeners. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. That, that's a definite fact. Absolutely. <laughs> we just so enjoy you so much, Rachel. I want to thank you so much for taking the time today. And uh, there's just, you know, you got so many uh, uh, great fans and you, you, you put a, uh, just a very unique spin on, on everything every night. So thank you so much for your program on MSNBC. And I would also like to invite you to add the growing list of celebrity military advisors that we have now. John Stewart's <laughs> one. Uh, uh, Tom Hanks is one. Uh, um, uh, Alec Baldwin is one. And all that means is when you see somebody that needs to, to come on this radio show, you just tell them about it and, and encourage them to come on. Absolutely. I, I accept with, with honor and, and pleasure. And if, you know, I would love, I'd love to come back. I'm so impressed with what you guys do. And uh, your audience right now is the most important audience of the country, as far as I'm concerned. And um, I'm just, I'm so happy to do this. And I'll, I'll come back anytime you want me, Randy. Captain Robert Maddo would be so proud of you right now. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Rachel, thank, thank you so much. Have a great day. And uh, we'll see you on TV. Take care. Hey, the National Defense is now on Instagram. Follow us at Instagram.com forward slash the National Defense. You know, you don't have to be a five-star general to be involved with the National Defense. You can subscribe and leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You've been listening to the National Defense. The National Defense is written and hosted by me, Randy Miller, and executive produced by Nate Heron. Be sure to visit us online at thenationaldefense.com.